I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. What's up? It's Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Oh, I'm sexy in spandex right now. Yeah, happy Halloween to us. You're listening to this after the fact. We probably should have said something about that last week, but... Whatever. Good. Let's not live in the past. Let's live in the future. It's <laughs> episode 75. Jesus Christ. I can't believe we're still doing this 75 episodes later. It's true, man. Nobody's caught on to the fact that we're breaking all the rules or something like I'm that. I'm fine with that. Let's keep it that way. Anyway, my name's Ian, joined tonight by Kevin. Yeah. And Ryan the Beard. Yo, yo. Ryan the Beard is Leia yep. from Star Wars. Kevin is La Parca. Yes. And you said you... Did you order that online? Did you get that? Uh, no, actually, I got the mask from a Mexican bodega in Federal Way. And Sick. then I got the costume from Champion Party Supply, which actually just moved down a few blocks from my apartment. Um, the one that's really? was on Denny. Yeah, now it's like uh, in a pretty big warehouse-ish thing. Oh, well, I'm glad I didn't go there yesterday looking for a costume. Yeah, they're making condos out of that space over in, uh, on Shocking. Denny. Shocking! Yeah, so... Uh, new new location, but it's even bigger, and it was only forty bucks, and I get to show off my sexy bod or lack thereof. That's the cool part is that we're not at like we're and we're not at a party, but we're kind of at a party. We're making the our own party, bro. Like the title of the podcast, it's not gay. It's it's <laughs> pro wrestling. It's not gay. It's pro wrestling. It's uh, just three dudes in a room. Exactly. Partying. It's the most antisocial social job there is. For we are only hanging out. With like three three dudes, and we're not really doing much. We're kind of just sitting around playing music. But we are being social in the sense that we're communicating with a lot of people. Just the way I they like it. They just can't communicate with us. They can hear me, but I don't have to listen to them. And we can <laughs> hang up on you, motherfucker. Exactly. So we have the control. Yeah. So what's uh, what's been going on with you guys this week, Ryan? Uh, let's see. The uh, the folks were in town. Went to IKEA. Oh, really? Which is like a, a weird, um, where, where, is, is it a Swedish place? I, I was yeah, thinking, it is a Swedish place. Yeah, it's, it's like a weird Swedish hell. It's like a Swedish version of the Labyrinth, except without David Bowie. It'd be like a weird version of David Bowie. It's like and, a furniture zoo. And I, I gotta say that the one guiding light in this <coughs> strange Scandinavian hell was uh, Kevin's mom. Yeah, get this. So he goes up to one employee out of everyone in the store. He didn't know it was my mom. He goes up to her, and he's like, hey, can you help out with this? And she makes eye contact with him and goes, Ryan? And you were like, <laughs> Whoa, apparently you were like, you're a mind uh, reader. Yeah, because you didn't like recognize <laughs> yeah. it at all. And she's like, hey, I'm, I'm Kevin's mom. And you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. That was weird. She gave me a huge hug. I, well, I mean, to, to my credit, I've only met your mom twice yeah, at, uh, yeah, at the birthday dinners. At, the, at dinner. Yeah. You were more focused on the uh, this pasta at that time, so. Yes. Yeah. So what'd you get at Ikea? Uh, let's see. I got some, uh, got some furniture. Shelves? For, yeah, shelving yeah. For, the, for the bathroom. They got some savage shelves there. I uh, like Ikea. The only reason I don't like being in Ikea is that it reminds me that I'm going to have to go home and attempt three hours uh, of f***ing uh, self, uh, you know, self-installation or whatever. They're, it's pretty It's pretty weird. Those things have the most random directions. Like, God, I hate Ikea. I hate it. 
like they you can hire people to do it for it's you. It's true, yeah. I do that every time. It, one thing you can do is you can go into the uh the as is and if you have a truck, you can just order it and already pre-made and the ones that are kind of like maybe dinged up a little bit, you can get for like 50% off. Um and they're already made, so just throw it in the back of your truck. Throw it in your dorm room. Yeah. Dude, well, IKEA sweet. furniture is not necessarily the kind of furniture that you should be moving from one house to another. It's so cheap. It'll that, fall apart. Yeah, it's cheap enough that you can move it into your place, and once you move out, be like, well, f*** this. I had an yeah. IKEA uh, clothes drawer, like a, you know, like a, a drawer, like, mm-hmm. it was, oh, yeah. but it was really tall and wide, and it fell apart after a year of just opening and closing the f***ing drawers. Sounds about right. Yeah, man. I'll, well, I'm hoping the... Uh, the shelves that I got will uh, hold the toilet paper and towels that I Maybe. expect them to. But so yeah, uh, that was it. You went to IKEA. <laughs> They'll hold for yeah. six months cool. only. Yeah, we uh, we did that, and well, no, I I did a few other things. Went to you Home Depot. Meatballs. Yeah, something like that. Bed Bath and Beyond. Maybe Jesus make Christ, a big day yeah, of it. Ryan, tell us about your errands. Yeah, well, this one was kind of cool. I ended up picking up a really cool um, tool case Target for, to hold all my mics in, um, and it was one of those really nice husky tool lockers yeah, that you normally totally. see in a garage for. Dirt was it cheap. all and padded and stuff? Uh no, no no but I I'm just gonna put the pull and pick, you know padding in there yeah, and there I can you go put everything in there DIY, yep stoked on it that's cool. awesome, sick. Wow. Uh for me this week was pretty sweet. I got to go to a really awesome show. I was looking forward to. I'd never seen Windhand before, mm-hmm. and they blew me away. It was a sold out show at Numos with uh, the Sword <laughs> and Cadaver, who was really cool as well. Kind of a throwback uh, vintage, I don't know rock and roll. Classic metal sounded band, but Windhand blew me away. I also came up on some of the sickest cassette tapes yeah. finds I've seen in a long time. Last week we had Black Breath in the studio, and uh, the 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 bassist um, Jer- Elijah, the bassist Elijah, and I were talking because he works at Everyday Music on Capitol Hill. And I, as you may, as I may have mentioned in the past, I have a 2004 Hyundai Elantra that for some reason had a cassette player stock. Uh, I don't know why a 2004. That was like the end of the era. There. Exactly. Stop doing that. Um, you know, it's got automatic windows, and uh, you think it would have a CD player, but nope, cassette. Anyways, I'm cool with that. I have a lot of good cassettes, but this selection was f***ing crazy. He he tipped me off on it, and I showed up, and they were not priced yet, so he gave me a mad discount. I got about 15 tapes for 40 bucks, Damn. and I looked at some of them on eBay. The winter tape that I found was like $100. Um, for the Whoa. cassette. Um, so I got Jeez. some Misfits Earth AD. I got uh, Pantera, Great Southern Trend Kill, King Diamond, Winter, Entombed, Poison Idea, me. Entombed, uh, some real fucking classic St. Vitus. <laughs> uh, yeah, some, some badass stuff. Good so, find. Real good find, and I was pumped. There was a lot of other stuff, too. If I had like a good $100, I would have bought it all, but... Fortunately, I do not. Uh, and I, wasn't, I just dropped what I could, but uh, there was a lot of other shit in there that... If you if you are around the everyday music area, then uh, check that out. It's on Capitol Hill, right? Yep, on Capitol Hill. Another thing that I wanted to mention is rest in peace, Value Village, Capitol Hill. Seriously, Uh, this was a spot that was very important for me in my time on the hill, as I found many of things from and you (laughs) made of many things disappear from that place. Yes, uh, <laughs> Pantera shirts, Slayer shirts. I found a Death hoodie there one time. Uh, one time I found Ian a really old school uh, Kill Switch Engage shirt, a Bil- Children of Bodom hoodie, a sweet old school uh, Bad Religion hoodie. Yeah, some real good classics. And that store, you know, it's just a sign that Capitol Hill is continuing to fall into a wasteland of yuppie gentrification, Amazon bullshit. 
Yeah, just like, oh, yeah, they're knocking down champion for what? For Condos. And then last night I went to a sick pro wrestling event for 321 Battle. I can't talk too much about it for it is quite underground, but if you don't know, then you don't go. There you go. You don't talk about Fight Club. Exactly. Uh, I, I've been watching the news a lot this week. Like, a lot of crazy shit's going on. Like, uh, just yesterday, like, a, a Russian plane crashed in Egypt and killed, like, 300 people that were on the plane. And we're going to talk about this in a few minutes, but there was another incident where a band brought pyrotechnics into a very small venue and lit the entire place on fire mm-hmm. and killed dozens of people. So that happened again this week. That was pretty gnarly to watch. Uh, I don't talk about this kind of stuff too often, but this week I found I had a pretty exciting find, kind of like Kevin's cassette tapes, but in a very more rare way in that a friend of a friend was cleaning out a, a house that belonged to his father and came across some very old, very distinctly labeled weed seeds from the late 60s into the early 70s. Old school weed seeds? Weed seeds, so like classic land race strains that like created a lot of the weed that people smoke now, like the famous, famous strains. Like you hear old timers talk about, oh, I want some Acapulco gold or whatever. And so we found all these seeds, and we're going to see if after 40 or 50 years, they'll work. They'll work. Well, you know that usually seeds end up lasting a really I, long time. I think they're going to be just fine. Yeah, there was a. I'm th- pretty pumped on it. There was a case. I, I can't remember where it was found, but it was it was a dig, an archaeological dig, and this uh, there used to be this fig tree that was very prevalent, you know, back in the biblical times, right? Uh, that got entirely eradicated and wiped out, and they ended up finding a bunch of seeds for it, um, in this old pot, right? So they like figured, thousands of years later. Yeah. Right. So they figured, screw it. We'll just plant one. See what happens. What you know, what will happen. Lo and behold, then grew. So Boom, now they're, they're busy resurrecting this yeah, ancient like this fig tree. Ancient trees on yep. its way back. So very cool. I'm I'm pretty excited, man. It's kind of like weed nerd archaeology. Yeah. There you go. Somebody there, somebody told me they were like, dude, you're like the Indiana Jones of weed. <laughs> I was like, that, that's awesome. That's the best thing I've heard all year. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got my whip. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get that golden idol. No, my hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Dude, that's awesome. You're digging up the past, and you're going to get back to the future high. The thing is, is that back in the day, when people were growing weed, it, like they were using f***ing black, black gold dirt and hose water. Mm-hmm. Like Things have come a long way in the last 40 years in terms of technology, obviously, and things that people have learned and are capable of. So if I hand that over to somebody who's capable of doing it, that it will literally be literally be the first time that it's ever been grown like that. So yeah. it will be the first time anybody's ever seen it like that on earth ever. Seeing what that weed can be to its full potential. It's like opening up a tomb, like an ancient tomb and being like the first person to go inside it, you know. You're the first person Since to go then. inside and get baked in the mummy. You're the first one to go <laughs> and smoke it out. Hot box that tomb, motherfucker. I just think it's cool, man. Like I, I think stuff like that is cool. I love just finding old stuff in general. Mm-hmm. Like my mom and uh, her friend of hers when I was a kid, they used to run a, an antique store. Mm-hmm. So as you know, because as I was a kid after school and stuff like that, I would be dragged along to all of these old like thrift stores and estate sales and stuff like that. And I've always loved it. I found like some old uh, Ted Williams baseball cards. Like, I love finding cool old shit like that. So, well, here's I'm the deal. So, there's all these pot shops that have come come around, right? You exactly. can open up the first ever antique pot shop. Exactly. So it's cool. <laughs> it's just cool to see. And uh, dust it off. I, I'm just very excited because I know I'm gonna have one of those moments where it's like I'm the first one who's ever seen this before. 
And I just think that's f***ing cool. And if you Hell think yeah, that's stupid, is. I don't care, but I think it's awesome. You can so. suck it if you think it's uncool. Suck it. You're like, God, f***ing weedos. Weed skis. All right. Let's talk about some things that matter in the, in the world of metal. Last week, we uh, talked about how we had ghosts in the studio in the KISW uh, building here doing a private acoustic performance, etc., etc. And this week, they went on to do, uh, actually, last night, they did uh, the, the Colbert Report. I guess it's not even the Colbert Report. It's the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. And which have you, any of you guys watched that since he took it over? Because I haven't. I it's, haven't either. It's awesome. Is it? It's, it's, it's good. It's very, very good, man. Actually, you know what? I did. I have seen it a couple times, and what struck me is I was like, "This is just like the Colbert Report. It's the same format where he's like on the side, and then the, there's the little screen next to him that pops up, and little pictures come up that he talks about." But he's just being himself, though, right? He's not doing right. The, the <clears throat> it's not like that super over the top Republican. You know, Republicans, yeah, making fun of himself, Republicans. So. Yeah. So uh, let's hear a little piece of this ghost cool. on the Stephen Colbert show. We've been getting ghosty lately. Uh, they, they're smart, man. They just kind of do everything. Every opportunity that pops up, they take Cerise it. Performing the song Cerise from the album Meliora, Ghost. Yeah. hear you guys' opinion, because I hear this a lot. Ghost, metal band, or not metal band? Ooh. Um. I mean, listen to that riff. Gateway band. That sounds like Mastodonish. Sounds throwback metal to me. Yeah, it sounds like uh, they're throwback. They're not, they're not, they're old school metal. Like, I, it's, it's, well, the, the, the way that I usually approach this conversation is the, the definition of the term has changed over the years. Like, the sound of metal has changed. They sound like the old school definition of metal. Like if this band were around 20, 30 years ago, they'd be heavy as shit. Yeah. People they would, would be terrified of this band. Right. Because, so, I mean, the imagery in and of itself would have been terrifying 30 years ago or whatever. Exactly. So, yeah. Old school metal band. Oh, wow. Is that like zombies and stuff they have walking through the audience? What's. Oh, is that, is that what that is? Mm hmm. I think they're a metal band. I think they're just a band that does creative things, and they kind of push boundaries a little bit, and it makes people that are, like, true metal guys, like, uncomfortable, you know? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like, do, you know, going on a solo acoustic tour, which, you know, like you said, a long time ago would have been totally normal and, like, yeah, you know, totally cool. Anyway. Well, I, I think it's, uh, you know, it's it's definitely a little bit different than what a lot of the true metal guys would be listening to, but you got to keep in mind, you always have to have those gateway bands. You know, the... Tons of kids are, like, young kids are into that. Like, people bringing... Older metal guys bringing their kids yeah, to shows. So. You got you to gotta have the bands that the kids who can, can get into or people that haven't experienced metal yet can get into before they kind of work their way up to some heavier stuff. It's... I mean, your your brain can't even process it. If If, 
first time I heard Hate Eternal when I was a young, young kid, it just, you're just like yeah, ones yeah. and zeros. Yeah, yeah, white noise, man. It, it's you know, it takes a little bit of music listening to really get it. Yeah, and really you can't always just dive about. into Napalm Death. I know what you mean. Yeah. So, what about you, Kevin? What do you think? I I say they're metal in the sense that like, I mean, newer Mastodon is still metal. I don't know. It's hard rock. I don't know if it's metal, but it sounds like old school metal to me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd say it's metal. I mean, they don't really claim it. Yeah. Claim it's, it to be a metal it's, uh, I don't know, cult rock. Somebody yeah. called them the cheap uh, Blue Oyster Cult ripoff band. Eh. That's like one of the harshest criticisms. That's pretty I've harsh, seen yeah. Ian? Yeah. I have some news for you that's not metal related, but I don't know if you've noticed this lately, but all Washington Chipotle restaurants are closed. You know what, man? E. coli <laughs> investigation. I had a. I had a really weird uh, thing about that yesterday because I've been using Postmates, the food delivery app, because yeah. I work from home and I've been working a lot. Yeah. So it's super convenient to just order it and then have it show up at like three or four o'clock and I'm, they just walk up to the door and hand it to you and say, have a good day. Yeah. And that's it. That's literally all you have to do. So it's super easy and I've used, I tried it last night. I tried to get a burrito last night delivered to my house. From Chipotle. And the guy gets into the Chipotle. He's in line to get the burrito for me and they close it as he walks up they close the like somebody who came in and they were like yo close the restaurant and they closed the restaurant That's like up i could have got that coli burrito it's a good thing you didn't get <laughs> so did you have to pay then no they just somebody called me and they were like hey they just closed it and i was like they closed at eight on a friday and yeah like, and no. they were just like we don't know i just assumed that they were having like one of those company halloween parties yeah. which they do from time to time you know i've had several when i lived on the hill i would show up at like eight and they were like close an hour early and they're all in there like drinking and partying and shit, which i thought was funny and kind of cool but yeah and so i ordered one i tried again today because I was like feeling that Chipotle burrito because the fucking seed was planted in my mind, you know. And I tried again and the same deal. They, the guy shows up and there's a sign on the door that says, sorry, we're closed because of supply chain issues. Because of the coli. <laughs> yeah. So he called me again and they were like, yo, dude, stop yeah, calling us. Sorry, I can't <laughs> do that. And then I fucking had them order me a pizza to bring to my house. And that had E. coli all over it. And I feel like shit. I'm gonna sh- no. I'm just kidding. Oh my god! Washington State closes down all restaurants due to E. coli. No, I just want to say f- Postmates because I ordered a pizza again from them. I you can see on the timer when like the restaurant says, "Yo, your food's ready," mm-hmm. and then they sent the guy from across town, so it took him 45 minutes to even get my fucking food. What a big after bitch. the other two times it had already been canceled, and I was just like, "Yo, you guys are fucking stupid. I'm never using you sh- again. I'll just get in my car and take care of it my fucking self." Like a grown-ass man, like I should have been in the first place. I guess it's a blessing in disguise, because I would literally never leave the house. Postmates, how much does it add to the to the order? Depends like, on how far away the restaurant is. Yeah. So you could, I could get something from Honey Hole on Capitol Hill and have them bring it to my house, but the, the delivery charge is like 20 bucks. Yeah. To get a, a burrito from Chipotle a couple miles away is like six ninety nine. Okay. So it's not too bad. It almost I, doubles the order, but... But you can just get a, like I get a burrito and a bowl and just eat it the next day. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I ended up ordering Roxy's. cost me three bucks to yeah. have them bring it from, to my house. And that's, that's the not thing, bad at all. That's the thing yeah. that pissed me off. The pizza place was literally around the fucking corner from my house. You don't have to tip yeah. those f***ers, right? Yeah, I'm you just do. <laughs> well, not this time. F- that. Anyway. Uh, first world problems. So, yeah, I know Chipotle is closed. 
I went to the point. I went to Jimmy Max Roadhouse in Walmart by Walmart today in Renton, and I walked around Walmart and people watched for a good fifteen oh, minutes. God. Why did you do that? Because it's funny. Because Renton <laughs> Walmart is the worst of the worst. Dude, Auburn Walmart's pretty bad too. Oh man, Renton is so much worse, man. <sighs> Dumpster people. <laughs> True to life garbage pail kids. Did you see that uh the Hard Times post or something like one of those joke websites that they said uh, Crass was releasing their new record. Their distros going straight to the dumpsters to reach their <laughs> to reach their target audience. Perfect. <laughs> uh, maybe think of that. Awesome. All right, non-first world problems. Twenty-seven people at least are dead after a club fire in Bucharest, Romania. Jesus. During a band called Goodbye to Gravity. This is apparently a band that was made up of a. Uh, Members of a band called Thunderbolt that had opened up for like Priest and Manowar and stuff mm-hmm. throughout the decades, and they had just started this new band. Uh, what happened is the same thing that happened in on the East Coast when that band Great White uh, had Ill, basically illegal, unapproved pyrotechnics in a small venue, mm-hmm. and before they know it, within thirty seconds, the entire stage and roof were on fire. Yeah, there was four hundred something people in there. Uh, Two hundred something people are injured. Two of the guys that died. Were the guy the both guitar players in the band on stage? Mm-hmm. Damn, uh, the drummer's in the hospital and the singer's in the hospital. So you'd think now that after a couple of the dudes in Great White died and a couple of the guys in this band died, that bands would go, "Hey, maybe we shouldn't light the fireworks off because the people that are gonna die are us." Yep. In this day and age, too, things have gotten so out of control with light shows. You can do so many awesome things with lasers and LED right. boards and things like that. You can have a really, really bitchin' light show. Yeah, this is in 1979. Without the fireworks and without the actual fire. One of the coolest light shows I've seen to date was that Animals as Leaders Devin Townsend tour. And for Animals as Leaders, all they had for their for their light show, two giant LED boards with videos going on the LED boards, just backlit the band. It was sick. It was awesome. And those LED boards, you can do that DIY for super, super effing cheap. It's not hard to do. I'm looking at the pictures, and this place looks about the same size as a building like Numos. Damn. 400-something people in there, uh, and 27 people died. I saw some pictures of the injured, and I've been cringing all day. It's It's... Like, there's pictures of the incident where it's the band playing and the stuff's on fire behind them, and you can see that they're, like, just starting to notice. Mm-hmm. God, that's, like, that's literally a nightmare because, what, there's, like, two exits to get out of there, and all 400 people are trying to get out. And within 30 seconds, if you're standing by the front of the stage, so, like, the people who died are probably the biggest fans of the band, which is the other thing. So, anyway, just put your thoughts out to it, and, like, if you see some weird like that going on, like, get the f*** out of there, man, because it's not worth it. Not worth it. That's f- crazy, man. <sighs> Rest in peace. Uh, Rob Duke says that uh, Exodus bandmates are f***ing douchebags. <laughs> I was listening to an interview. He's uh, pulling, not pulling any punches, like. Uh, I was listening to an interview with dude. <laughs> what's the guitar player from Exodus who Gary plays? Holt? In sl- yeah, Gary Holt from the fucking Brain Fart, right there. He was on the Josta podcast, and he was talking about how much he loves Rob Dukes, and he loved that era of Exodus. He th- said that they're still friends, all that stuff. Well, apparently, it's not uh, both sides of the thing because uh, Steve Zetro Souza is back in Exodus, and Rob Dukes got kicked out or left the band or whatever. Um, 
And uh, yeah, he says after a year and a half, f- those douchebags. I never have to talk to them again or their managers, and that's such a good thing. I like it's like I cut a cancer out of my life. I was reading uh, the interview that he did because I was like, damn, this is some drama. He's talking some because he is, and he went on to s- explain that. Nobody told him anything. He, all of a sudden, one day, he got a call from the drummer, and they were like, yeah, we're going to move on with uh, Souza." Mm-hmm. And he was like, what? And they were like, yeah, sorry, dude. See ya. And he said the conversation took less than 30 seconds. And he just hung up the phone and was like, okay, well, what the fuck? You know? So it's the kind of thing where they all like gathered together and were like, hey, let's get rid of this guy. So I feel bad for him, but you know, it's not, you know, it's always a two-way street, dude. And in, in a band, it's a five-way street or whatever. Four-way, yeah. five-way, six-way street. Plus your manager on your fucking road crew. Everybody's got a say in something, you know? No, it's not a five-way street. It's it's a it's an intersection, a five-way intersection with everybody trying to... Right. Everybody trying to go a different way. So, uh, Damn. <clears throat> yeah, he's got another band, but they're definitely not getting back together now. I'll tell you that much. He should start a new band called The Fucking Douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> That would be awesome. That would be cool. Uh, Prongs coming back. They're doing a, looks like a, f- it's like a two and a half month tour. Nice, They're going to be in Seattle on May 28th at El Corazon. I hope they cover Bad Brains from that new covers record. I would mosh. Uh, it doesn't say who else they're going with, but they do have a new record out, like their own new studio record coming out on January 29th. Cool. Prong yeah. is killer, man. They, they were badass a couple years back when we saw them at Bumbershoot. Yeah, that was, that was the last really cool. year. Of that wasn't it? Yep, that was the last year Thanks that to they I hate did God. the metal showcase because I Hate God was like Starbucks, Bumbershoot, this corporate bullshit. Give me some fucking vodka. I want to do some heroin. God damn it! Where I'm gonna hump Kevin on stage? It was awkward and hilarious, and they just didn't give a. Um, after the burial has released a new single called Lost in Static. Uh, this is obviously after the death of guitarist Justin Lowe that we reported on several weeks back. Um, Lost in Static is going to be their new single that they're going to be touring on. Uh, they're going to be playing Seattle at El Corazon on December 5th. Also, oh, with the Faceless. Yeah, with the Faceless. <clears throat> it's going to be a good show. So December after the burial, Lost in the Static. Can we hear a few songs, uh, a few seconds of it? Yeah, they got one of these little intro-y, f- flowery Things. I like flowery things. Uh, I'm surprised they're touring in the middle of winter. Good, more power to them. kind of like Middle Eastern. Did we find out Justin Lowe wasn't in the band? He hasn't. He wasn't in the band for a while, right? Before he died, or was he in the band? He he was one of the main song. I think he was one of the main songwriters. Yeah. He was like the guy. Did we find out if they got another guy, or is it just? Uh, no, I don't remember anything about it. Huh. Maybe this is. Pre- it's something they already had. Yeah. Which makes it even weirder to listen to. I, I'm just waiting for some of the, some like, guitar work. 
you know? Yeah, it's like just kind of riffy. They're just kind of doing the same thing. Can, can we skip ahead a little bit, see if they get shreddy at all? I don't think so, man. Is that that's it? Jesus yep. Christ! It's just the same riff the whole time. <laughs> man. All right. Well, bummer. Find out what happens with that, dude. That that is one of the few bands of that subgenre that I will defend tooth and nail. At least those first two albums that they put out were so effing good. Rare Form is a killer, killer disc, and I keep waiting for them to kind of get the heavy back. The guys in that band were such or are, were, both um, killer, Either killer way. guitar players, man. Uh, Jill Janice had kind of a weird social media breakdown. This is the kind of that happens in 2015 because we have the internet. If we didn't have this internet, like, her little brief freak out, nobody would have known about it. She'd have been able to take care of it, mm -hmm. and nobody would have ever even known, but now there's, like, this weird thing going on. So she jumped online this week and was basically like, hey, uh, I've got mental health problems, I've got health problems, uh, I can't do Huntress anymore, and we're breaking up. The next day, within the same day, the guitar player gets on and is like, nah, no we're not. <laughs> so clearly there's some kind of miscommunication going on right there. So uh, some, for, I don't know, apparently she got it together, they like put their heads together or something, she, she jumped back. Uh, on the internet with an I issuing an update saying, Back to business, yes, I am still the singer for Huntress. I've seen some heavy sh**, but so often the things I say or do are misconstrued even by those closest to me. Uh, it's an end of an era for Huntress. We completed our trilogy, <clears throat> writing one album a year. I look forward to writing more Huntress records and working on new musical projects I've been developing. The best is yet to come. Uh, I've seen some heavy sh**, but so often the things I say or do are misconstrued. When you say, I'm breaking up my band, literally, there's that's, no room for misconstruction. That's, yeah. that's not a... I mean, I don't really care, because I think that band fucking sucks. I just think... <laughs> I just think it's... I just think it's a comment on the way the world works now. And obviously, I hope that she gets what she needs, and they... they you know, I don't have a problem with them being a band or whatever, but... Their guitarist is a nice guy. Uh, just get it together, man. Like, you don't need to put everything out there on the table for the whole fucking world to see all the time. That's, I guess that's all I'm saying. Yeah, uh, I can say, all I'm gonna say is I've seen that band a lot of times and never yeah. was I seeing them on purpose. They've <laughs> toured a lot of times. They're a mu band of musicians. I believe they have five members. They have songs that range from three to five minutes. <laughs> and they've released three albums. Cool. Kind of like another band, Ex-Deo, <laughs> who we reported on last year when they were, or earlier even this year, when they said that they were not going to be a band anymore, and we were all just like, yeah! Now we don't have to see your f***ing opening sets anymore. Welp. And your stupid Roman armor. They obviously didn't hear the podcast. Because they're back! <laughs> back. Back. Guess and, who's and, back. And look at that back new again. armor, man. The thing is, I love the the dude from Cataclysms, the singer for this band, and I love Cataclysm. I like what they do. I just think it, Ex Deo is super fucking corny, and they just have been swinging and missing. So I'm gonna take, I'm gonna have to take another listen to this new record, I guess, and, <laughs> and just see what happens. I feel like they're they're one of those metal bands that they they're swinging like really trying to throw some punches. And the entire metal community just has their hand on the forehead, <laughs> yeah. just like holding them back while they're just flailing in the air. Yep. So, still digging deep into the historic roots of Rome while honoring its heroes. 
<laughs> like what you Canadian? I, I, I don't I don't I, I get I, maybe he's got Italian background. If this was an Roman Italian Canadian, band, if this was an Italian French band, Canadian, this would be kind of cool. I I I'd, I'd give it a little more credit. But then again, Niles awesome in there. That's a good point. Yeah. So so the music's got to back it up, I guess. And some yeah. people are like, F- "You man, I love that band." Well, good for you. More power to you. So and you're probably stoked right now, <laughs> but I'm not. So what? What? Whatever. Uh, there is a band that I love to put on when I'm having some chill time with a lady friend, and the band is called God is an Astronaut. Sex metal, and they just signed with <laughs> Napalm Records, so I'm stoked. Now that band's just really good. They, God is an astronaut and chill. Exactly. <laughs> Smoke some weed. Put on some God is an astronaut. It's for when you like everyone knows it's it's about to go down. That's just good music to put on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Either that or like genuine. Yeah. Sade. <laughs> Everybody's Smooth got their uh, their pre-coital ritual. Mine's Pig Destroyer. <laughs> Kevin's is putting Prowler on his in the spandex yard. suit. <laughs> Touching myself and putting on Pig Destroyer, Prowler in the Yard, or 38 counts of battery. He did just cut the fingers off of his yeah! <laughs> Yo, baby, you want to f*** with some grindcore? Literally? <laughs> Do you f*** with grindcore? I put on some David Allen Go. <laughs> Them southern girls love it. Uh. <laughs> uh, we're going to hell. Was well, there ever any question of that? No, I just like my weekly affirmation. It's like going to church. Ghost Ship Octavius is finally playing as a live band with a full lineup. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm just touching myself, guys. Don't worry. Uh, I can't Ke- see you. Kevin I, is all sitting I can, there. All I can do is hear you. Let me let me paint this mental image. No, Kevin is I don't sitting there know. in a skeleton spandex suit just going to town. Getting down with his good He's self. He's just totally, it puts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> It's just my tits. Dude, stop f***ing fondling yourself. It feels good, man. I'm trying to talk about our friend's band, dude. All right. Ghost Ship Octavius going on a little mini tour of the world. They're playing December 4th at at Seattle Studio 7. That'll be a good show. So I think it's... Who's playing drums in that band? Oh, my... uh, Dude from uh, Nevermore. Uh... God, oh Van. yeah, Van. Van, yeah. So it's Van, Matt Sorry, Wickland. Van. Uh, All the way in New York. 19-year-old kid. Dagna's playing bass. And I think that's it, right? Yeah. Cool. So they're going to be playing live. Go see it. I think it's going to be rad. That band is savage. I, w- I want Kevin to take this next one. Savage. Give me some whiskey. Oh, f*** yeah. Okay, so this is was actually pretty cool. So WWE has this uh, developmental league, which is actually really awesome. Uh, since WWE's been kind of lame lately, they have this thing called NXT, which is like the... They have the developmental stars and also wrestlers from independent leagues. They sign it. It's called NXT. It's available on the WWE Network. It's kind of like the, the hype thing. I'd say it's like the quote-unquote punk rock or indie version of WWE, where it's actually fun to watch. Uh, and they... Uh, are touring a lot, and this past weekend they went to Aftershock Festival, which is a big festival that bands like Slipknot, uh, Deftones, Faith No More, a ton of other bands were playing. Our friend Pete went down there, said it was fucking awesome. Glassjaw also played there. Oh, that's where it was? Yeah. Oh. And uh, NXT did a little showcase. They they had set up a stage, or they set up a ring, and they had a full-on, like, they filmed uh, NXT matches, and uh, Corey Taylor from Slipknot was in the front row, and this f***ing douchebag, Baron Corbin, who totally thinks he's the 
He's a total poser, and he went in the front row and was talking to Corey Taylor. He put his finger game in the finger poke in the chest. Yeah. Which is instant fighting material. And, uh, yeah, so he started pointing in uh, Corey Taylor's chest, doing finger poke, and Corey Taylor just slapped him. Obviously, it was a worked punch. This is all kind of, you know, pro-wrestling. Fakish, but it was fun. Yeah, Corey Taylor's like, hey, I'm going to sit in the front. Let me do something. Yeah, it was rad. It was fun to see uh, Corey Taylor do something. Hopefully that makes it to TV. Um, yeah, obviously Corey Taylor's a good sport. Kind of a ham. Always having a good time. So. Yeah, I think it's awesome. See, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to lip read what he's saying to Corey Taylor before he hits him. I, I think what he's saying he says, is- You're balding, bro. I think he was saying, dude, metal isn't even real. <laughs> Looks like this guy's on his way to a skullet too, though. So it's hard no, to that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. That's what Corey Taylor was saying to that guy. He's like, Baron, you're balding. Uh, Anthrax has announced the title of their new record is going to be called For All Kings, and they've announced that it's going to be coming out next March, which isn't even really that far away. So it's going to be coming out uh, on Megaforce Records in America, Nuclear Blast in Europe. Do 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 do. Yeah. So that's pretty much all. I'm sure there's going to be... They said they recorded 20 original songs, almost twice as many as they'd ever brought into the studio in the past. So maybe they kicked out the crap and kept the good stuff. I did, yeah. like, I did like worship music. I thought there were some good songs on that record. Yeah, man. So we'll find out. New Anthrax. Very cool. Uh, if you've ever seen the show Portlandia, you know it's pretty funny. It's like a take on the hipster attraction that is Portland. It, it just makes fun of all Portland. Um, Dude, the dream of the 90s. Yeah, and it's it's a pretty funny show. Fred Armisen from Saturday Night Live is in there, as well as Carrie Brownstein from Sleater Kinney. Very, very funny show. Uh, I would recommend checking it out if you have not. It's on IFC. And uh, they just uh, filmed an episode with Glenn Danzig, who was in town. And in an interview with RollingStone.com, Carrie Brownstein said that he was great. Uh, they've had a lot of guest stars, and but he's never seen something greater than we had with him on set as far as uh, the enthusiasm that people were uh, – uh, the collective enthusiasm. She said he's very smart and very Jersey, and he can make fun of himself, which is one of the most endearing qualities for anyone his age in the age of incessant narcissism and solipsism. So unlike a <laughs> lot of people that say he's a total <laughs> douchebag, he takes himself too seriously, Carrie Brownstein, who doesn't pull any punches, I mean, she's a, she's a writer for NPR. She is not going to just blow smoke off Dan, up Danzig's yeah. ass. She's a feminist. She's pretty radical. But Danzig's uh, the kind of guy who, like, when he knows in his, he's in a situation like this, He's going to be on his best behavior, you know what I mean? Nah. <clears throat> but if you're in the, like in his face taking a picture of him outside some random podunk in nowhere, yeah, it could change. The, I, this photo is hilarious, though. It's him wearing a, uh, a button-up silk shirt and shorts with the shirt unbuttoned and his f***ing Danzig gut sticking out with a glass of pink sparkling wine. <laughs> And some boots. Nice. It could also be the like his uh, his way to like make up for his bad uh, his bad press by doing the like Danzig's a good guy PR tour. Well, you this know? is the thing. Like, <laughs> this is how people will see Danzig that don't know Danzig. You know, a lot exactly. of people that will see that would be like, "Who's that?" You know, and they were like, "Oh, that guy's a great guy. He's hilarious." I, I do want to see that though. I'm not trying to talk, shit, although I don't. I, I I think the amount of bad news towards Danzig's like interpersonal skills outweigh the good news you know what i mean like kevin he was really nice to us yeah because we're radio hosts and had like 25 listeners with us you know yeah exactly he's not gonna be like what the are you doing on my bus i'm trying to watch the fly rob halford said he's uh not gonna be retiring anytime soon he says retirement is not in my vocabulary isn't in my vocabulary 
So uh, he had back surgery recently, which is obviously a big deal. But regarding that, he said the, ter- the determination kicks in even stronger when you're faced with those challenges. I've seen him face to face, but like any difficulty with anybody in any walk of life, you just deal with it, don't you? You just get on with it. And honestly, we think about those. Thi- we only think about things like this when friends ask you, like, like you ask these questions. We never really go there with each other. We just have a bunch of guys getting in the van and going to the next gig and playing, and they'll have to drag me off that stage. Retirement isn't in my vocabulary. That's awesome. And he just said that he's just hit 30 years of sobriety, too, so. Congrats. He's working off a good platform. Uh, Another dude that's still at it and a band that is not going anywhere, Overkill. New Jersey Thrash veterans uh, said that they have a new record that's going to be coming out 2016. They're going to be working on it. They were shooting for (laughs) October of 2016, so that's a year from now. 2014 saw the release of White Devil Armory and uh, Bobby Blitz Ellsworth said that uh, they're going to be following up only two years later. Hmm. He, he goes on to say, <clears throat> this has transcended generation after generation after generation. I like your Bobby Blitz impression. It's transcended. <laughs> I like Overkill. This is a I'm transcendental experience. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the article, the first thing I saw after I read this article title was, yeah, no the article title is In Flames Anders Frieden. I'm not here to please people. Obviously. Because <laughs> he's not pleasing many. <laughs> he says, I don't have Facebook. I don't read what's going on. I hear what you journalists say because, I mean, I don't find time to watch everything everybody writes. But there will always be a debate. I know that's how it is, and in a way it's cool. It's amazing that people care enough. Uh, all right, man. You know, I, <laughs> I mean, stop putting it. Like, I, I feel like if you're uh, on... If you're an artist in this day and age, like a, if, if your band hasn't been going for at least 30 to 40 years, you should be on social media in some way, shape, or form. Unless you are making X amount of money or selling X amount of CDs, you should be somewhat plugged into what's going on. So you should know what's happening. You should know what your fans are saying about your Well, the argument about In Flames is the counter, the counter argument to the one about Opeth, where we were talking about how, uh, you know dude from Opeth was like, yeah, I want my, you know, I, the guy tweeted at him, I want the Opeth back with the old songs. And he was like, yeah, I want my dad back before he died. Hmm. The argument this time around is, hey, I want, I, it's not that I want the old in flames. It's I want you to write a good fucking song. Or yeah. stop. The new Opeth stuff is good. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just different. This is not the same thing. No. It's not good for anyone. It's lazy sh- songwriting and it sucks ass. Ah, diarrhea. I'm not here to please people. I know. I know. Well, I mean, it's much better to say I'm not here to please people than I'm only here to please high school girls. I'm just here so I Because that just sounds fine. really creepy. Wow. You know, it can be taken That's out of That's Ryan's motto. Um, <laughs> so another dude that likes to please uh, high school. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> A dude who is here to please there everyone. It there it is. Corn Fieldy. <laughs> the man this. behind the album Fieldy's Dreams. Fieldy's Look at this dreams. picture they used of him. He looks like a meth addict. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, yeah, so okay. Korn bassist and Steelwell guitarist Reginald Fieldy Arvizu. What? His um, name's Reginald? Reginald. Jesus Christ. Wouldn't you be called Fieldy if that was your name? Uh, so, yeah, he uh, was talking about sense. how their new sh- it will be bringing it back to the integrity of Korn. It's everything that you would like, think that we sound like. They're just uh, doing integrity. They're doing a tour that is the 20th anniversary of the Corn self-titled record. 
Are you ready? That was hard when it came out. That was hard. You cannot deny corn and corn life is peachy were two fucking balls to the wall. Rad rap metal, new metal, the bass tone, the the note. It was just tuned to that was the tuning they were in. Well, that, like, that was ask, the whole record. Ask anybody that got into metal after like '94. It's gonna be what band got you into metal? Corn, Slipknot. Those, you know that list of bands, right? Exactly. Puya. So it's Soil it's in there, dude. In flames. It holds its Power strange spot in the world of metal. I know Tim loves it. Coal Chamber. Speaking of Tim, he while well, we record this podcast, he is in 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 uh, Arizona watching Primus and Tool. High out of his goddamn mind. What did they rent? Like a nice vacation house? Yeah, they. Uh, they That's actually, the way to do it. They dude. rented the house that Giselle, uh, Tom Brady's uh, wife, she she rented out when when the the Patriots were playing the Super Bowl. Oh really? I hope Tim rubs his all over the entire inside of that place. He probably. I I hope he's probably gonna hear this after the fact, but I hope he just. I hope he goes. Yup, already did it. If this was Beavis and Butthead, and I said Giselle, they would say, "Huh? You said Jizz." <laughs> Speaking of which, Dave Mustaine says the new Megadeth disc has the quote <laughs> excitement of the Peace Cells album. Doubt it. Why does everybody go, hey, remember our best record? Our new record's gonna be just like that, I swear to God. I swear to God, buy it, please, please, please keep us relevant, keep us in the news, please, please, please. I'm not balding. Please. Uh, it's not gonna be the same because it's not 1992. You've got a completely different lineup. It's, I'm still it's here. A different attitude. You've uh I'm cool. Dude, this album cover kind of rules. I'm still cool. The guys. first okay, the first song off of it was pretty good. Yeah. What was it called? Fatal Illusion? Yeah, I have high hopes. <sighs> Kevin and I are in the same place. Yeah, remember Super Collider? Pooper Collider. What happened there? <sighs> Was that just Dave being like, shut up, Chris Broderick. You play what I tell you to play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you go on home. You go play in your Go on home. home. Walk on home, boy. Uh, okay, so this is from Dave Mustaine. Apparently it feels like it's okay to do interviews again. I've, <laughs> I've had this outlook for a long time that the world's a really good place with some bad people in it. <laughs> <laughs> Others might think the opposite, but I think if you were to take a consensus of people, they know the difference between right and wrong. People have manners and morals, but lately there's been a decline in how people treat one another. That's where dystopia comes in, and if people don't start loving each other and helping those in need, then when that becomes more important than power, fame, or money, then I think we're going to be okay. Okay, Peaceful Dave is coming out on this record. Hippie Dave. Whatever, at least it's better than him spouting off about some ignorant political Because this is the season of that. I think he learned that the hard way the last time. When they pulled the leash back on him and Dave Ellison started doing all the interviews. I just think that whole thing, obviously, is just a parody of itself. I, I think it would have been really hilarious if uh, Dave Ellison would have showed up for an interview and the interviewer just was just like, Dude, you guys sent us the wrong Dave. Can I send this one back? Wrong Dave. <laughs> Let me get the other day, please. Kind of like, dude, there's tomatoes on this cheese. Put him back on the hand cart. The right one. Wheel him back out of the room, please. Other Dave. I need the non-orange Dave, please. <laughs> Can I get the brown-haired Dave? All right, it's time for some brutal poetry before we talk to our buddies in Black Breath. And tonight, Kevin's really reaching deep down to the bottom of that poop bucket. Tonight, or today, or whatever time it may be in your world, 
experience this passage from Gorgasm's Lesbian Stool Orgy off of Bleeding Profusely. Kevin, take it away. Brutal poetry, too hot for radio. Drip, drip, dripping with defecation. <laughs> Panties soaking with desire. Excretia gazed on fingertips. Feces shared upon each other's lips. Spread apart with lustful ardor, enticing scent rises sweet and repugnant. Hungry holes ache for sick fulfillment. Whole winks with putrid fetulence. Grinding labia locked together. Nipples roused to swell and harden. Pubes gnashed in wild abandon. Crotches raw from friction. Captured in the throes of pleasure. Rushing rank secretion. Soft serve snake emerges. <laughs> Fecal phallus looked like <laughs> bathed in blasts of searing ass <laughs> impaled on <laughs> with giant logs of <laughs> smeared upon their swollen <laughs> burning as they're drenched in anal <laughs> gas directly from the ass from a tortured anus savored on their tongue flavor of their dung stinking rectal birth Cuckolds filled with girth. Whores finger their dirty cores, bulging with hemorrhoidal sores. <laughs> Smeared upon their gapping <laughs> with a massive stinking log. Defecate to please, snorting rectal breeze. <laughs> Fecal fetish feast <laughs> with pure disease. Really took it to the core there. Gorgasm, lesbian stool orgy. You ever think that uh, the the guys who write this, sh they like take a passage of it or like their CD booklet and take it back to like their fourth grade English teacher, and they're like, "Hey, thanks for teaching me you how proud? to read and write." You proud? <laughs> God damn it! Cool. Well, uh, f us. And here's Black Breath. Uh, thanks again for listening to Metal Shops Backstage Pass number seventy-five. Yep, 75. 75. Cool. Hell yeah. We'll see you guys again next week. But I won't, hell. I won't be here, but you guys will. See you later. Bye, Tim. Rub your nuts on that house. We're in studio right now with uh, most of the members of Black Breath. Uh, gentlemen, say hello. Say hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. These guys, they have a brand new record out. Welcome Slaves, back. Slaves Beyond Death. They've uh, been doing big things. They were on tour with Ringworm. Goat whore over the summer, and then goat snake. All the goats. All true. double goat. Hanging with all the goats. Sweet. Did you give anybody the goat on that tour? Tried to. Okay. I don't know. That's that's the, that's the effort that counts, man. It's the effort that counts. <laughs> right on. Well, uh, yeah. So the new record is out, available on Southern Lord Records. Uh, you guys been playing uh, some new songs off the record on tour? Or you guys been focusing on like some older stuff? Both. Both. Those are familiar, so. Yeah, well, you know, that's it's a all good. Point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you just stick to the classics, man. You're right. Uh, right on. Well, I ran into you with Fred Meyer, and I was like, dude, we got to have you in the studio. Oh, don't this tell new him record that. slays. Don't yeah. tell him oh, that. sorry. I'm, Fred I'm killing the rock star mystique. <laughs> you shop at the Fred Black Meyer. Black don't do Fred Meyer. Fast uh, Freddy's Burgers. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so the new record slays, and uh, you guys are going to be doing a, a few tour, a few shows with with Havoc. Is, are you guys going to be playing the Seattle date? Negative. We're just doing California ah. with Havoc. 
Fair enough. We uh, we were going to do the whole West Coast, but we got asked to do the House Core Horror Festival, so we had to kind of... uh, San Antonio. Dude. We had to kind of change our plans a bit, so we we weren't we weren't able to do the Northwest. So the Housecore Horror Festival. Did you get asked by Phil himself? He didn't hey, call. He, he didn't call me, but I mean, I'd like hey, to think that he called I'm somebody the I know. Came from the top. I, I heard about this band. Phil Anselmo <laughs> is a fan of Black Breath. You know he jams your band. We didn't say that. I'm we, saying we, de- we definitely didn't say <laughs> the that. The decree has been said. <laughs> we're actually not even playing the fest. That's how much of a fan. He is. We're just playing the pre-show. They, they, uh, were, they were fans enough to let us play the pre-show and then watch King Diamond for free the next yeah, day. They're, so they're flying yes. us there to do it, so maybe <laughs> maybe that says something. Other than that, it's up to anyone's imagination. All right. Let your imaginations go wild with Black Breath. All right, dudes. We're going to jump in. A, let's let's play the title track off the record here, uh, Slaves Beyond Death. Who came, who came up with the name with this for the, of the record? That would be Neil McAdams, our singer. here. Oh, where is Neil? Yeah. He's slaving. He's, he's working right now, man. We all work jobs, taverns, and Hot Mama's Pizza right now. Booyah. Oh, really? He's cooking the Zaz? No, oh. he ain't cooking Zaz. He's up at Bait Shop, Seattle. Oh, uh, okay. We well, got all, we got everybody on Capitol Hill working tonight, so I just want to give my shout-out. I got off early working the, working in the kitchen to do this. That rules. This goes out to all my other friends working in kitchens tonight. Yeah, crank up Metal Shop while you're working in the kitchens. We know we got a couple of them listening all over the yeah. Northwest. Yeah. So uh, turn up some black breath. We'll talk to the uh, talking to these guys a little bit more. Slaves beyond death and metal shop.
That guitar tone right there. Yes. And not a head was left on a bang in New Black Breath Slaves Beyond Death here on Metal Shop. We have the band live here in studio. And uh, during the break, we were discussing yes, like a brief piece of your history. You guys are coming up on your 10-year anniversary here. 10 years in November, yes. And, and your first show was on Thanksgiving. Where was it? Who'd you play with? We played to our friend's uh, family and his vegan Thanksgiving dinner that we used to go to. Okay. Awesome. That was our first show. Back Very metal. How many people? 12. 10, <laughs> 13. <laughs> nice. Back, uh, back when I went up to Western Washington University. This up is in Bellingham. Bellingham. Oh, yeah. Yeah, shout out to Western. Uh, I used is. to see you guys play some small bars up there, and it's kind of fitting that you guys are going to be playing a show with Red Fang, who also played a lot of shows up in Bellingham. That's that's why this show exists, is because both of our <clears> bands started at almost the exact same time and started playing shows in the Pacific Northwest together at the same time. So to commemorate that, we have our 10-year anniversary at the same time, and we're playing in Bellingham. Uh, December, December 30th, 30th at the Shakedown Shake in Bellingham. Yep. That's that going to be worth the drive, man. Yeah, we're, we should, we should we're, we're old school buddies. Yeah, come up. Yeah, we'll do it, man. Let's do it. Can you put me on the list? We got room. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. So uh, congratulations on 10 years of Black Breath. Stay with us because we got more uh, off their new record. These guys are the shoes. It's Metal Shop. Welcome back to Metal Shop. 99.9 KISW. During the break just now, Elijah from Black Breath uh, kind of reignited my curiosity with a very strange radio phenomena called the cough button. Cough, cough. Uh, you, are you down to a, a, let's do a yeah. science experiment. All right, go ahead. Okay, let's try this. Let's see what you got, man. Shane Company. It's kind of work. What? It sounds it work? Like yeah. No, it know. doesn't work. I got nothing. It's a lie. It's a lie. Fair enough. Never rely on the cough button, apparently. Never rely on it. Can you guys hear me through your headphones? I can hear you. Yeah, you got to talk into your mic, dude. I can hear it. All right, Elijah. Mine works. It's a long day. Nice. Black Sorry, Breath guys. in the studio, hanging out. Their new record, Slaves <laughs> Beyond Death, is killer. Uh, we've been playing them ever since we inherited Metal Shop, and that was one of the bands that we said this band is going to blow up. Keep your head up. Keep your head up. I don't know. Keep your head and, out your and ass. That, and that was when your record, Heavy Breathing, came out. But uh, this I- is now three full lengths deep. It's awesome, man. I'm curious to know, like, in the last 10 years, because I know you guys have done some big fest, bigger festival stuff, you've probably played with a lot of the musicians you listened to when you were younger coming up. What's yeah. what's one show or, like, one experience that kind of, like, blew your mind or, like, that you never thought would have happened to you? I mean, there's been a bunch of them, I think. The, the first time we apparently shared the bill with uh, Metallica. Whoa! Wow. You know stuff like That's that happens. Yeah, of course yeah. it is. It's, there's been a number of things leading up to to the level that that is. I, um, uh, for me, onslaught opened up for us technically. Onslaught in, is awesome in uh, Slovakia. They weren't really supposed to. We got mashed together on the same bill with them. <laughs> Somehow that was their, their package when shows shut collide, up, and they basically oh, they played before us. And I was like, well, I'll never. I never thought I'd get to say that onslaught opened for Black Breath, even though they didn't, and they smoked us. <laughs> but I'm just that's one the one thing that I'm like, well that that happened. That Funny side note though, they used the same intro that uh Nazem used. The headliners. In, immediately oh, I guess two bands after them. They both used the air raid siren <laughs> yeah. intro, you know, yeah. unbeknownst to Nazem. So that, yeah, Onslaught started with it and all the Nazem units started scrambling like they had to get Whoa. on stage oh. immediately. <laughs> you stole our MP three, bro. It was pretty good. That's yeah. funny. Right on. Well, you know, obviously you keep keep going. And uh, what about you, Elijah? What was the big moment for you so far? Playing with Autopsy, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. 
Well, what's on what's left on the Game bucket list? I know, really, that. seriously. You guys obviously have a lot of opportunities on the way. Wh- who else? Like, you want to like have Metallica open up for you? Or, like, what's it going to be? Maybe do a full tour uh, with like Halloween. Uh, I think we're going to co-produce a new 3D movie with uh, with Metallica. That's the next Sweet. step. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Even about bigger nothing, stage. hopefully. I knew you guys were doing big things. Just uh, write "Enter Sandman 2" for the next Black Black Breath yeah. record. How about you guys write Enter the new Metallica Sandbox. record? Yeah. Can you guys write the new Metallica record and for just them? hand it over to them? It I would think we sound tried to. Awesome! <laughs> I'd be into that. Cool. All right. Well, let's get back into the new record. This is the this is the ripper on the record, right? It's a it's a bit of a ripper. It's not a jammer, a so a it must be a ripper. <laughs> Too shit. Yeah, as long as it jams, it's like yeah. <laughs> righteous. It's reaping flesh. It's Black Breath in the studio now. It's a ripper. Local rad stuff. It's metal shop.
Prath, our, our in-studio guest this week off their new record, Slaves Beyond Death. Gentlemen, I think you guys have created a banger of a record. A masterpiece. With a ripper and a couple of jammers. And some ragers. What's <laughs> up? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, well done. You know that doesn't happen very often. Absolutely, we do. What we can. Uh, so Ian was asking you guys what was like the biggest and coolest performance you've ever had. I've seen you guys at a variety of different shows, from small bars. I saw you guys at uh, all hardcore festival down in California called Sound and Fury. And so, which makes me think, like you guys have probably played some kind of some odd shows, probably uh, out Ooh, there. Absolutely. What's the most random or strange show that you've seen yourself on stage at? Which one of the uh, wrestling ring shows do you want yeah, to talk about? Yeah, we've played about? in wrestling multiple wrestling ring rings. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about that. Where South we... Carolina, Kansas City, pick one. We played Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm sorry. I... People they have the wrestling rings and then they pack them up and then they get the wrestlers out and then the hardcore kids show up and they set up a show. Do we people put... stage dive off the turnbuckles? We played inside oh, yeah. the turnbuckles. We, we, have, oh! we have played inside them in Cincinnati, That's but nobody awesome. staged up. Yeah. They, they were mainly looking at us weird. That's amazing. You gotta do a backflip off the top <laughs> row, dude. Our green room was definitely a, rowdy, gym, rowdy. a gym on more than one occasion. <laughs> Too busy pumping to play. Yeah. Pumping hard. Pump it. <laughs> Pumping iron, bro. That's awesome. Hey, I want to give a shout out to DLB, by the way. That's my dad. He's listening. DLB. What's What's up, DLB? DLB? Love you, DLB. I was going to say, this is your chance. You know, give us some shout outs. Where can we find you online? And then mention that show you guys have coming up with Red Fang again. Uh, that would be December 30th in Bellingham at the Shake Shakedown. We also have some other shows. We're going to be playing at Numos on the uh, December 17th. December 17th. Yeah, with a few local Seattle. killers. So that is going to be a good show as well. Sick. All right, shout-outs. Can I please thank Gruesome for tearing me up and being such ripping brothers? Gruesome, and proper death metal. Dude, that Steps record is You guys savage. heard that, right? Savage. You got that here? Okay. Blowing Good my death mind. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Cool. Well, gentlemen, thanks again for coming in. Best of luck to you guys, and hopefully we have you in here in the next uh, year thank or you, so. Appreciate it. Thank you so much Don't for having us. Don't stay away too long. Yeah. So we're going to play one more jam from your guys' new record, Slaves Beyond Death. Where can we get your record online? Southern Lord Records. Uh, any independent record store in your neighborhood, if in they still exist. I hope they do. There's a few. There's a few out there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, here it is. Thanks again, gentlemen. And if you want to stick around, we'll be picking your brains throughout the night. Thank you so much. Here's Black Breath. Arc of Violence. Arc of Violence. From the Vault is up next. It's Metal Shop on the Rock.
Pass has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.